Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring guests and topics that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm so pleased to have my guest, Emma Davis. Let me just tell you a little bit about Emma. She is a 30-year-old entrepreneur who combined her passion into an unexpected career as pet CBD business owner and influencer. She planned on becoming a veterinarian and holds multiple degrees in the animal sciences, but discovered a different way to help animals. Over the years, she became involved in animal rescue and shares this side of her life to her Instagram account at Brian Kango. There are She educates people about rescue, animal behavior, and life with a wide wide array of species. When she isn't working with animals and running her business, the CBD equine pellet and animal tincture brand at Miko's Choice, you can find her at CrossFit trying to better herself physically and mentally. Today, our title or our theme is going to be Surviving Tragedy and Rising Up as a Leader. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Emma Davis. Hey, Emma. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I love animals and uh, I don't get to often to uh, interview people that talk about pets and our animals and and how we can make their lives better. So I'm so excited to talk with you and um, have you see how we can tie this all into um, other businesses and uh, being a leader and a confident person. So I always start out with a very easy question. I hope what part <laughs> of the country do you call home? I'm in California of oh. the United States. And recently just bought my first property, actually. Whoa, that's a big deal in California. How many houses did yeah. you have to look at? <laughs> so many. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was a long process. <laughs> we thought maybe we'd have to go out of state. But, you know, when the stars yeah. align, it just works out. So I know. I had a, a person who I worked with years and years ago. And she and her husband, maybe they were around your age in their early 30s. And uh, I it was hundreds of houses and they you know just kept on getting outbid 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 yes. just, my heart just went to them just like, oh. yeah it's hard not to get too excited because that's the reality yeah for sure well I'm glad you have a home thank you 
So as we mentioned in the bio, uh, you have introduced CBD for uh, equine, but I want to know how did CBD save your life? That's a great question. In 2013, I was in a really bad horseback riding accident and was trampled by the horse. She stepped on my spine and uh, broke my back, what's called a spinal burst fracture. And I was flown to the hospital because I was in the middle of nowhere, naturally, um, and had emergency surgery to Mm -hmm. fuse my back. And I didn't know that that was going to happen, but I woke up with that as the result. And the very real chance of being paralyzed um, as well. So I went through a year-long recovery to learn how to walk and move again. And of course, during that process, they prescribe opioids to you mm-hmm. for pain management. And they did not agree with me at all. Um, I was pretty sick taking them and very unhappy. And at the same time, my brother was starting a cannabis delivery in Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. we grew up. And this was under the medical laws. So this was before the state went recreational. And he suggested that I should try cannabis and CBD to help mm-hmm. with the pain and the nerve um, issues that I had going on. So I tried it because, you know, why not? Yeah. And it really made a huge difference for me. I got off the opioids. The nerve pain started to subside. I had an appetite again. Mm. I felt better. And that's when I first realized there's something to this plant medicinally uh, that people aren't really talking about. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the first inclination to the change in the career path, if you will, that (laughs) I've gone through. (laughs) Wow. And so glad that you were able to come out of that. So what sort of pushback have you encountered as a CBD, CBD business owner? A lot of it is regulatory. Mm. It's pretty difficult to advertise for the business. I can't just put out social ads. I can't really advertise in magazines or in other traditional ways. A lot of it has come from brand Mm. ambassadors online Mm -hmm. and word of mouth has been huge. Right. And when I started the business, it was very early on. So people Mm. were not, really giving CBD to their pets as they are today. It's way more mainstream now, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, but in the beginning, it was very difficult to get across, you know, why you should be using it, how it can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that just came from people taking the leap of, of trying it and then spreading that by word of mouth. Wow. So how many years have you been doing this or how I've long? been doing this since uh, 2019 like Mm -hmm. the very end of 2019, started with one product, a CBD pellet for horses Mm -hmm. that was inspired by my horse, Miko, hence the name, Mm -hmm. Miko's Choice. And from there, have expanded to now pellets and a tincture that you can give to any animal. So for your horse, what was the symptoms or problem that they had that you felt that the CBD would help? So Miko is a wild mustang. Mm-hmm. which means he, he was previously free out in the range and mm-hmm. he was captured. And we have a very long involved story there as well. I'll give you the, the short version of it, which is that I adopted him for a ranch that I was working at um, in 2013, the same summer that I had my accident. Mm-hmm. And we were, sep- we were separated because of that accident. 
they sold him, lost track of him. And then I finally just randomly found him on Craigslist like two years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he was in the worst shape physically and mentally that that I have ever seen on a horse. Mm -hmm. And we went through many years together um, just seeing what was going to happen, you know, no expectations or anything like that. And when I got him back, he was extremely, extremely anxious, mm-hmm. which is what gave me the idea for CBD for horses. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was mostly recovered from my accident. I was working with my brother. We had our delivery service. And I just thought I would really love to give him something to just bring that anxiety down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to solve his problem, but if we right. could just take the edge off, that mm-hmm. would be great. And if you think about it at a time where there weren't really products for dogs, there absolutely were no products for horses. Right. So I had to get creative and think about, okay, what can we do? Because it doesn't make sense at that time to give them a tincture for people. And I wasn't sure about just like feeding him the plant, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so through my connections in the industry, I found a manufacturer that could take just the raw plant, put it into pellets, which is a form that horses are used to, people are used to giving and started that way. So what was the first reaction that you saw with with your horse, with Miko? Did it take time for him to acclimate to it, or was there an immediate improvement from anxiousness? It helped him pretty quickly. Every individual is different, even mm-hmm. on the human side of things. We're all going to react to it differently. We're all going to need different doses. Um, mm-hmm. some strains will be better than others. It's the same for animals. So mm-hmm. there is a period where you might need to experiment a little bit, but typically within like the first few days, you know, you'll see a change and certainly mm-hmm. the weeks and months following that. Um, and you can establish like a baseline maintenance dose, like for anxiety, which is what I did for him. He just got the same dose every day. And if there was something that was anxiety provoking like going in the trailer or the vet's coming right and I would give him a little bit more mm-hmm. sort of like Zola for the horse <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so now that you found this uh new solution and and the horse community is pretty tight and so I could see um how it it could either help you or hurt you, I guess, yes. um, con- convincing, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, out there. So convincing your fellow horse owners, horse lovers to try this, was it easy or did you have some um, challenges? Let's say. Being in California made it easier because we're all a little bit more familiar with this plant and what it does, but Transitioning to horses was certainly an interesting conversation because mm. right off the bat, people didn't want their horse to get high, which nobody wants. There's no yeah. THC in these products. Right. And and they were also worried that it would um, like mellow them out too much, right? Because mm. we all have this like stoner perception. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the THC in the product. Mm. And again, there is none of that in this product. Um, so trying to convince people that your horse is not going to turn into a zombie. It doesn't want to do anything. Um, And also for me in the beginning, I was curious like what else it could help with. Mm -hmm. So I spent a long time with just my friend group, giving them the product, you know, like their Mm -hmm. horse had uh, navicular, their horse had um, 
it would stock up, you know, just swelling in the legs. Mm -hmm. And I would say, here, just try this, try that. Let's do this much for this long and and did a lot of experiments that way. And through those experiences, the Mm -hmm. word of mouth started very early on. Awesome. So how do you, or have you dedicated your life to helping all animals heal, not just horses? Um, What other pets have you helped? It's a multi-species for sure. Anything from, you know, a lizard to a A lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was really young, I worked in a veterinary hospital Mm -hmm. and there was a lizard there that somebody abandoned. It had like bone deformities because we didn't have enough calcium. So that was (laughs) like a very early on um, first rescue for me, but all the way, yeah, from a lizard to a horse, which is a zebra and a horse Mm -hmm. cross, um, who I personally own now and yeah, anything in between dogs, cats, pigs, llamas, Mm. goats, (laughs) you name it. I've probably dealt with it. All right. I can't let you just skip over that quickly. Zorse, you said? Yeah. (laughs) So I have never seen or heard of a Zorse before. Um, What is the personality of a Zorse? Is it more horse or is it more zebra? That's a good question. It's definitely more zebra. And I, I don't support them existing, but I was at a wild uh, or sorry, an exotic animal auction in Missouri with a friend on a rescue mission. And he happened to be there. It was not in my cards to have a Zorst because with that zebra, there's a reason that a zebra wasn't domesticated and a horse was, but he was there and he was in rough shape and people were throwing things at him. And it just, yeah. You know, in that moment, you're like, I'll figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I ended up uh, winning him at auction and took him home and spent a year training him uh, to be haltered he had scars all over his body and very clearly like over the bridge of his nose where the halter goes and the top between his ears uh, he had really, really intense scarring there so he was mishandled you know yeah. with the halter and every, every time he just saw it he would just want to attack it mm-hmm. and that's how they can be they can be really mean and aggressive in that way uh, but he had a, something different about him you know like that was his first reaction but then Mm -hmm. he also had this really sweet side of him where he wanted to connect and interact but there was definitely a wall there he was just like I just I I can't do it like I'm just too Mm -hmm. wild I can't do it (laughs) um and I respected that and Mm -hmm. so we had a good relationship like he would see me and he would come up to me and I'd scratch his ears and he loved that but at the end of the day he just didn't want to be fully domesticated and it wasn't reliable or safe for him or me And so I actually also work with Return to Freedom, which is a wild horse sanctuary here in California. And so now I essentially board him there with them and he gets to be out on way more land than I could ever give him and just uh, be a happy horse. Yeah, awesome. So what is the science um, backing the CBD for use in animals and how, you know, how widespread is it and, um, and what, you know, what, groups are working on it so research in cbd and cannabis in general is still tricky it's getting mm-hmm. better uh, when you know california was under medical laws and early recreational laws there really were no concrete studies a lot of the studies were being done in israel mm-hmm. interestingly enough and even then it was pretty limited 
they focused a lot on um, pregnancy and CBD and cannabis over mm. there. So we need more, you know, hard scientific research. Definitely. There's mm-hmm. some studies here and there. Um, but I think that a lot of them are not giving enough in the studies. So you'll see studies that have given like five milligrams mm-hmm. and they show results, but maybe not as good as I know that it can be. Mm-hmm. And that I think other people know it can be. So I think also in the sense of research, the actual like scientists who are doing the research, there needs to be a lot of education about right. dosing and the source of the material is really important. And, and I also think, you know, having that, that clinical trialing, that logging of, okay, this person started this horse, this what animal started this this year and 10 years later, what are the, the results? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's the outcome? Yeah. I'm definitely game for more research. I think that's definitely right. needed. So why did you start your Instagram account? Brian at Brian Cagle. So Brian Cangle started as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I adopted Brian. who You saw in the beginning there um, from my friend, Maddie, who, does a lot of animal rescue as well and when Brian appeared uh, Maddie and I didn't know each other and I just reached out to her because I you know when you see an animal and you have a connection and you're just like I just want to meet this dog so I went to meet him we ended up adopting him and Maddie and I became friends and she has a very large Instagram following uh, called living with pickles and (laughs) (laughs) and pickles is her pet pig Um, And uh-huh. as part of the like adoption agreement, you know, she said, I would really love to continue to follow his journey. And so at all my followers, uh, how do you feel about making him an Instagram account? And I absolutely laughed and said, sure, why not? You know, <laughs> as, an in- as an individual at that time, I wasn't, of course I had social media, but I wasn't really that like big Into on it. it. Mm-hmm. And so I just named it Brian Kangle, which is his name, Brian and his breed, <laughs> and his breed Kangle uh really just quick there um and I made it on the drive up to go see him and she shared it and then all of a sudden I had like 5,000 followers in (laughs) like 30 minutes and it was like okay we're really doing this (laughs) uh and it's just grown organically from there and turned into something that I absolutely did not expect but has become really amazing so you should, I know you sent him out of the room, but you should call him in before the it's over so everybody can say sure. hi to Brian. <laughs> and uh, your last question before we get the rapid fire is tell us about animal science background and how does this support what you're doing today? So the animal science background for me was to go into veterinary medicine and I was on track to go to test um when I broke my back, it was the summer before I was supposed to start at Tufts, <laughs> naturally. Mm-hmm. So I had to defer for a year. But in that year is when I started to use cannabis medicinally and, you know, have this sort of change of mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so together I used my personal experience, my animal science background to create these products for animals and think mm-hmm. about like the formulation and the ingredients and how like someone's actually going to give these products to animals because that's a big part of it and why yeah. I didn't tell it. And it's been really helpful to have that background in knowing why certain ailments happen mm-hmm. and what we can do about it. And can CBD really help? 
you know, this problem in a horse, maybe it's actually not the best thing. And maybe it's an environmental thing that they need help with. And honestly, I'll, I'm honest with my customers. Yeah, you know, that's good. Like, you know, it's really not going to help that. I think you need to like go this direction. And so mm-hmm. having that background knowledge has been really helpful. And I think it's also um, comforting for my customers as well. Yeah, it truly builds trust if they, they just don't think you're just trying to sell your product, but you really care and yeah, want to help exactly. that, person, that animal. Right. Okay, so it's time for rapid fire. And these are just five questions, phrases that whatever comes to mind, just answer quickly what you think about that. How do pet influencers make money on Instagram? inquiring minds want to know (laughs) yeah it's a good question a lot of people think that you're like rolling in cash but that's not really no (laughs) no yeah um usually the deals are hey here's this free product like make a post about it maybe you'll get a percent of sales on a coupon Mm -hmm. or not um so you know every bit helps right (laughs) that's right what does it take to succeed with a cbd business honesty, transparency, and a desire to just keep learning and keep helping. Mm, Yeah, that's for sure. Can you give us one of your best success stories so far? Yeah. So when I first, this was the impetus to like, really, okay, I have to do this. Uh, (laughs) One of my friends early on who I gave the product to test, she had a horse uh, with navicular, which is a disease Mm. of the like very last bone in the horse's foot. And it affects their hoof. And this horse had a club foot, meaning Mm -hmm. the shape was all off and she was walking really badly and poorly and her quality of life was not that good. And my friend was thinking about euthanizing for that reason. And a lot of people do that. But as a last ditch effort, she's like, sure, I'll give these pellets a try. You know, why not? And within a few weeks, the horse started walking better because navicular is also an inflammatory disease. Uh The CBD helps bring down the inflammation. It's not going to correct the disease but it's going to help you know with the symptoms of it mm-hmm. so because the horse was able to walk a little bit more comfortable she started to wear that foot down better and so that paired with proper um, chewing of her mm-hmm. foot increased her quality of life to the point where uh, my friend no longer like if you were looking at her you wouldn't know that something was wrong with that horse wow and so very early on I saw the product I guess you could say like saves this horse's life and that's mm-hmm. when I said Okay, I have to do this. Yeah. So overcoming obstacles, you've had a few. Yeah. <laughs> Share some insights about mindset and, you know, just how you do that. Mindset is all of it, honestly. Um, if you, I think mindset and focusing on little wins and allowing yourself to feel those and also allowing yourself mm-hmm. to feel things that are difficult and acknowledge that they're there like don't push it under the rug mm-hmm. but just think okay this is hard what can I do to make it a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better <laughs> and then over time it will get all better and you can move past it and yeah I'll never forget when I was in my full body brace after my accident I was like shuffling down the street and some random person came up to me and she put her hands on my shoulders and just said, I'm not sure what happened to you, but I had a similar brace and it will get better. And then she just walked away. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? 
but just that my that phrase and that mindset is what led me yeah. here today because yeah. in that moment you don't think no you, know, you don't you don't think yeah yeah but i will get better i promise yeah. <laughs> And I think that's a good message to everybody in all your trials is mm-hmm. just embrace those small wins. Be gra- grateful for each breath you have and it will yeah. get better. Yeah. And it's going to take some work. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just sit around and expect things to happen to you. You have to try, but mm-hmm. just try. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment in your young age? You could be, you know, you could be my daughter or no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, I think starting a business because it's led to so much, mm-hmm. um, you know, the mindset of knowing I can do it and I can have this vision and I can go make it a reality is huge. Even when I like package these orders by myself and I just, see the packaging and the product and like wow like I made that that's yeah. crazy and now it's like having this ripple effect in the world mm-hmm. and that ripple effect I think is the achievement awesome so what's next what's next on that journey that you have yeah I mentioned earlier that we just bought a property it's three acres and I plan to bring in horses from auctions so similar places where I got Pete, mm-hmm. my source, and mm-hmm. rehab them, train them up, use my skills, um, and foster to adopt them out and send them on their next journey, hopefully their permanent home journey, um, and really just use this property as a place to do that for mm-hmm. animals. We already we already have an incoming <laughs> foster. We haven't fully moved in yet. Um, That's a good the, sign. Yeah, yeah. So really the mission is um, similar to taking small steps is just Mm -hmm. rescuing and fostering one animal at a time or maybe two at a time (laughs) and having a small impact because for that animal it means the world and that's what it's about yeah especially for horses too you know it's guess a a similar analogy if you have a a dog that's a puppy and they Mm -hmm. fit nicely into that apartment and then right. they grow up and then you're not allowed to have big dogs in that apartment. Right. Now you have a horse and uh, yeah, it doesn't right. fit in your life anymore. And yeah, and it's, you know, that's a beautiful creature to just not have somewhere where it can enjoy life. So, yeah. Right. And I've learned, a, I've learned a lot through the Brian Kangle account because it started mm-hmm. as a dog account, right. And slowly I've handed to mm-hmm. all these different animals that I have horses and pigs and realizing <laughs> that people that people really have a connection with horses but they don't know much about them right and so I've done a lot of dog fostering as well that's a little trickier with pigs <laughs> um, but I can definitely foster horses and so I think that'll be really um, awesome for my mm. community to see how that process works yeah. um, because even fostering horses is not very common practice no no yeah well thank you for doing that that's you know a wonderful wonderful goal and wonderful project for you to have and it's you you. know something that's going to be a great legacy to leave behind too 
So we are, I know that everyone that's listening wants to know more about how to get in touch with Emma and um, what she's been doing. And this is the warning for those that are just listening that I'm going to be sharing my screen, but I will read out loud and spell the website information for you. So please go run, get your paper pencil if you've not already done so. So we mentioned earlier that her horse was Miko. So Miko's choice is the website that's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash M-I-K-K-O-S c-h-o-i-c-e dot com that's m-i-k-k-o-c-s-c-h-o-i-c-e miko's choice dot com and she's on facebook she's on instagram we talked about mm -hmm. instagram it's brian cagle mm -hmm. and facebook she's actually miko's cho uh, choice the so same as her website mm -hmm. i Love for you just to tell them a little bit about um, how they can learn more about you You um, and CBD horse pellets. Uh, have a little bit of information there underneath contact information. You just want to sure. talk to that. Sure. Yeah. So on the website, mikoschoice.com, I have a blog uh, where I share a lot of general information about my products, but CBD in general, how it may help, how it may not help. Um, so that's a lot of like the CBD focused education is on my Miko's Choice website. And then the Instagram, Brian Kangle, is more like animal rescue, entrepreneurship, um, life with this menagerie <laughs> that we have uh, going with us. And then, of course, the fostering of horses that will happen very soon. And we didn't talk about you have their all animals tincture oil. Um, yeah. But what is that used for? So the all animals tincture is uh, 5,000 milligrams. It's formulated for any animal that you may have from cat, dog, pig, horse, goat, llama, uh, chickens. <laughs> you can give it to any of them. That's why it's called all animals tincture. Mm -hmm. And there's information on the website, like dosing wise, based on what's going on with your animal and what kind of animal it is. The CBD pellets are primarily for horses, but you can also give it to livestock. You can give it to pigs, llamas, cows, goats. Um, it really just comes down to what's the easier way to give that to them. Dogs and cats generally don't like the pellets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, it has been just such a wonderful pleasure talking with uh, you. Uh, if you, the audience, have not done so, please make sure that you write down that website, the MikosChoice.com. Please go and check out what she has and uh, read about her story. Reach out to her with any questions you have. And um, definitely, if you like this episode, make sure you subscribe because we'll have more to come on um, where she is. We'll, we'll keep up with Emma as she goes through the next part of her journey and uh, find out how the, the horse farm goes yeah. <laughs> after she gets moved in and See how many chickens, pigs, and other animals she has added to the farm. <laughs> right. yeah. But it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. I hope that um, you, I hope all the best for you. I think it's just wonderful what you're doing. And I'm so happy that this unfortunate tragedy turned out to be a life altering positive mm -hmm. benefit for all of the animals that you're going to help going forward. 
Thank you. Yeah, I always say <laughs> breaking my back was the best thing that ever happened. To me. Yeah, see, <laughs> again, there's that mindset, that positivity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the <laughs> ultimate out of lemons making lemonade. If you got it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's stretching it, but it's true for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, as always, I end with um, telling ev everyone that until next time, remember, life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. So I know I normally don't do this, but we're going to do an outtake intake. I promised you that you'd get to meet Brian Cagle. So this is Brian. Say hi, Brian. This is Brian. Hey, Brian. Aren't you sweet? So now yeah. you all can see this is the, the dog that stole her heart. And, yeah, you started and those of Instagram fans around the world. <laughs> so check out Brian Cagle on Instagram so that you too can be one of Brian's fans. Again, yeah. this is Vicki Nettling, really signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.